Our gospel reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21. Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life. And that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Please be seated. Dear God, thank you for the anticipation of this season of Advent. As we gather here and worship in person or online, to worship you, to seek you, to journey with you, to make our way to Bethlehem together and celebrate the birth of your Son. Open our hearts to this story of Christmas. Open our hearts to the hope you have in store as your love breaks into our lives over and over again. In Jesus' name, amen. In this season of Advent, which we begin today, we celebrate three comings of Jesus. The first and the most familiar is the birth of Jesus at Christmas. The second is the second coming, the future return of Jesus. Um, when Jesus will come again, the subject of our gospel reading for today. And the third, which can get overlooked between the sentiment of Christmas and the speculation about the second coming, is the very present and very real coming of Christ into our hearts, here and now. In an article called An Intimate Apocalypse, Methodist minister and artist Jan Richardson writes about her study, meditation, and artistic pilgrimage through the book of Revelation. And she says that when we sit with texts like Revelation and like our gospel reading for this morning, she says, in its vision of destruction and desire, loss and redemption, ending and beginning, we see those rhythms in our own lives, in the ordinary apocalypses of our daily living. She says that when we delve delve into the mystical, metaphorical language of these texts, we begin to discern within them the patterns, tensions, contradictions, and changes of our own lives. This cosmic struggle begins to connect at a very personal level for us, and we begin to recognize Jesus not only in the extraordinary, but also in our very ordinary lives in the ordinary apocalypses of our daily living. 
When we hear the word apocalypse, we often think about disaster movies, dystopian futures, or about the end of the world. However, at its essence, an apocalypse is simply the ending of one world and the beginning of another. It is the end of life as we knew it and the beginning of a new one altogether. That is what the book of Revelation and our gospel reading from Luke are about. They illustrate how the death throes of one life become the birth pangs of a new one. How the death throes of one life become the birth pangs for another. We all in our own lives have had moments like these. Times when our lives have been irrevocably and irreversibly changed. We have all had moments in our lives when we have reached the end of our life as we've known it. It may be because of a difficult or devastating circumstance, like a death. It may be because of a sickness, diagnosis, disease, divorce, being laid off, or moving. It may also be joyous, like the birth of a child or grandchild, a new marriage, or a new career or calling. It can also be more simple and subtle. But these are the ordinary apocalypses of our daily living. For in either case, both hard or joyous, it marks the end of one life and the birth of another. In such times, we must redefine ourselves, determine how we are to live now, and discover a new vision for our futures. The ordinary apocalypses of our daily living. What the birth of Jesus and the promise of his second coming show us is that this is exactly where God enters our hearts and our world most powerfully. Jesus comes when times are tough, when things look bleak, when everything seems lost, when we are unsure and uncertain, where hope hangs by a thread, in the liminal moments where one life ends and another begins. This week, we had four of our loved ones die and enter into eternal life. Christine McGivney, Horst Damrich, Ann Fiddler, and Doris Bremy. And as we sat at their bedsides this past week, we kept watch as they made their journey home, as they traded this earthly life for eternal life with God, an end and a beginning. And God was there with us, as we sang, Jesus loves me to Anne, who used to love to play that song as she walked by the piano on the way to the kitchen. And when we prayed the Lord's Prayer in English and German for Horst. As we prayed over the phone with Christine. As loved ones spoke of their gratitude, their love, their memories, and gave their blessings for them to go with God. God was there with us in that apocalypse. And God is with their families now as they grieve and make plans to celebrate their lives and adapt to this new moment. I also sense a more pervasive sense of grief among, of grief among us uh, as we make our way through this pandemic, which surely has been apocalyptic for us and for many. We know there was life before COVID, B.C., if you will, and we are not sure yet what life will look like after COVID, but we know it will be different and it will not be of our own choosing. 
We are all living different lives than we were before the pandemic, different lives than we were before the tornado that hit Upper Dublin on September 1st, different lives than we lived two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, as our life and our world change ever more rapidly. But even here, God is in the midst of it. God is with us as we make our way into a yet unknown future. And with God's help, we discover mercy and grace, faith and joy, hope and understanding and growth in the midst of all this change. Someone once wrote that in Advent and Christmas, we need to see how God came into the world in order to see how God continues to come into our world now. And that brings us to Bethlehem. You know, I think we have this romantic image of Bethlehem, the Bethlehem of Jesus' birth, which probably comes from that, that hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem. O Little Town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. We can get the sense that Jesus was born into this very peaceful place, but that really wasn't the case, was it? Bethlehem was an occupied city, and Mary and Joseph were there because of the census ordered by Emperor Augustus. They were separated from their family and friends. Bethlehem at that time was the kind of place where a woman about to give birth couldn't find a bed to sleep in, but instead had to give birth in a stable. Perhaps Bethlehem felt more like our gospel lesson for today that's war and violence and oppression and signs. Perhaps people thought to themselves, maybe this really is the end of the world. A hundred years later, the book of Revelation was written at a time of intense persecution for Christians at the hands of the Roman Empire, and the emperor at that time, Domitian, was demanding that his subjects address him as Lord and God. And when Christians refused to do so, they were killed and exiled and threatened. And John, the author of Revelation, who himself was writing in exile, is seeing all these things taking place in the world and wondering, maybe this is the end. Maybe this is the end of life as we know it. And these scriptures tell us that this is exactly where Jesus comes into the world and where God shows up in our own lives. When things are at their worst, Jesus shows up. When one life gives way to another, Jesus is there. Jesus comes to redeem the devastation, the brokenness, and the fear in our lives. When we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, when we light the candles, this is the God that we sing to, Emmanuel, God with us, at all times and in all places, most especially in the apocalypses of our daily lives. In fact, the word apocalypse comes from the Greek word that means to uncover. At its heart, it simply means to reveal, to disclose, to unhide. God is revealed in the breaking point of one life and the birth of another. And this is what the cross is all about. The cross uncovers or reveals God's strength in our weakness, God's companionship in our suffering. God's love for us and for the world. It reveals life in the midst of death and hope in the midst of despair. It says that the coming of Jesus as Christmas and his coming again are not just the stuff of fantasy and dreams, they are the stuff of reality. And that God comes into our reality today, 
in his life and death and resurrection, Jesus has ensured us that though death surrounds us, life does go on and that life does prevail. In this season of Advent, we remember that we live in the meantime between Jesus' birth and his coming again. But in the meantime, we look for Jesus' coming to us each day and in each moment of our lives. He comes into the chaos, into our fear and doubt, into our struggles and suffering, uncertainty, doubt, and discomfort. That is to say, Jesus comes to us where we actually live our lives. The cross and the scriptures show us that he has done it before, that he will do it again, and he does it every day. And on this first Sunday of Advent, that is good, good news. Amen.